successful people wear the same clothes every single day, just about. So um, I don't, that seems weird. That seems super weird. But I will say, yes, Rob, you wear, I wouldn't say the same exact clothes every day, but you have a very similar style yeah. every day, right? I wear a black shirt. It's very thinning. And jeans, <laughs> along with shoes and <laughs> socks. Well, I, you know, I'm glad that you wear shoes because, you know, that's the thing. Yeah. <laughs> but um, what they're saying is successful people, like uber successful people, wear kind of the same style, the same thing, because they don't have to think about it. And therefore, it leaves more brain power for other things to be super successful. Same type of suit. Yes. Same, same shirt, same tie. Same color. Same Second color shoe. scheme so that when they reach into their closet, there's really no thinking to it. I need a shirt. I need pants. I need shoes. And I don't have to worry about if anything matches because it all matches. I'm thinking about my wardrobe. And? It is kind of limited. I mean, I have a couple of black shirts that say his radio on it. Two of them are pullovers. One is a button-up. And if, if I think about it, when I'm leading worship at church, it's usually... One of two shirts, and that's it. Well, Although I will tell you this. There was one Sunday that I wore a, a V-neck type of T-shirt kind of thing. And I thought, oh, this will look cool. My wife said, yeah, that'll look pretty good up on stage. So we're in rehearsal the morning of the service. And I noticed that I had my, you know, pit stains. <laughs> I was sweating. I, I carpooled there. I carpooled to church that morning, and somebody had to take me home so I could change my shirt back into the one of the two I usually wear. Did they make you sit in the back seat? <laughs> <laughs> right? There was no smell. Evidently, the deodorant just didn't work well to keep me dry. So you say. Robin Liz. His morning crew. Thinking about wearing the same thing day after day, Liz says, evidently, you're highly successful if you wear the same type of clothes every single day. Yeah, because you've got more brain power for other things. If you're not worrying about matching this and doing that, all I know is if that's true, I'm a failure. <laughs> <laughs> now, here's the thing. Here's the thing. If you ever see Liz out in public or you're watching his radio TV on Apple TV and Roku, hisradio.com and the My His Radio app, you'll notice Liz dresses classy all the time. But Seriously, it's all you do. Thank you, and I appreciate you saying that, but at the same time, it's all different, and I use a lot of brain power when I'm thinking about what to put together. Well, that's because you're very smart. <laughs> all I know is Brandon. Brandon texted in, and I love it. He sent us a picture, Brandon. You look great this morning, but he does say, hashtag uniform equals success. He wears a green and blue uniform at work every single day, so Brandon, super successful. Isn't that nice? <laughs> uh, Conrad commenting because uh, Rob you said when you're you were at church and you wore your black shirt and you typically wear black shirts when you're um, performing on stage at church um, your deodorant didn't quite work and you had pit stains yeah he said try loom deodorant never heard of it 72 hour natural and it's good for your pits <laughs> good for your pits for your Very pit. nice here's hope at 800-447-7234 what about you hope i am a, i'm an avid shopper but i normally shop at the same stores but it's so funny this morning when i was getting dressed i looked at my clothes and i'm like oh my gosh they are exactly the same 
but they're different. Like all of my pants are the same. All of my shirts are the same, but they're all different colors. It's so easy and it's simple. You can dress it up. You can dress the pants down. You can dress the shirt up. You can dress the shirt down. But it was funny that I heard it on the radio this morning and I literally laughed <laughs> because I thought to myself, I just said that. Like I have the same outfit. Robin Liz, his morning crew. So SpaceX, that's, you know, Elon Musk. That's his company, the Tesla guy, SpaceX. He, um, He's developing this whole satellite internet network so that no matter where you are on the planet, you should be able to get internet with their service. It's called Starlink. There's this one security guy. His name is uh, Leonard. He was able to hack into Starlink using a $25 homemade device. Oh, wow. $25. So they want to make sure that this is unhackable so that people who are accessing the internet through the Starlink service will be safe. And so SpaceX, who's developing Starlink, said, hey, $25,000 goes to you if you can hack into Starlink. Uh, I am so <laughs> technically challenged, but that is a challenge I would try to rise to. $25,000? Yeah. If you can get into it. Not if, if you, you can, can get keep into up. it. Okay, so not if you can keep others from getting in, just if you can make it past their yeah. firewalls and their security. and mm -hmm. Yeah, and the thing, the, the whole thing is, okay, if somebody else can get into it, we've got to rework this thing again. And so they're trying to see who can hack into it. They're openly asking for you to do this before they make this service, you know, worldwide and everybody can access it. They want to make sure that it's unhackable, as unhackable as hackable can be. I like that. Say that again. I don't know. I sound like I'm talking talking about hatchables now. Robin Liz, his morning crew. There is a guy named Nate, and Nate is a pretty cool guy. Let me tell you, he works a lot. Nate is a full time teacher. He is a father of four. He also has like a part time job at an auto shop. So he's he's always like up to something, right? But he saw where there was a need. Um, because he loves to build furniture on his off time. So not only all these other things that are going on, but he loves to woodwork out of his garage. So he was talking to a, a family friend who was a foster parent. And he found out that when they brought foster kids in, those kids didn't always have a place that they could call their own, like to put their stuff, their, their clothing, you know, what little they get to bring. And he said, okay, I'm going to do something about that. He built desks, uh, not desks, but like chests, you know, drawers, like dressers, um, so that they had a place to put their things. And now it's exploding. Everybody wants one of these. Everybody that is fostering kids is asking, how do I get one of these? And Nate is super busy, busier than ever before. Way to go, Nate, a teacher <laughs> that saw a need. We were in the foster, I don't I don't want to call it business. What's the word I want to use? Because it's not a business. Just we were program, in the yeah. Care. Yeah, we're in the program yeah. and we're taking care of kids. And that would have been so neat because it would have been their own. You know, it belongs just to the child and it's their very own and nobody else's. They're not using somebody else in a stranger's house that evidently starts to become a family for them. But man, that's just so cool that that teacher's doing that. I think so too. You know, a kid when that situation has to happen, they feel like they're not in control of anything.
Yeah. You know, they're away from family. They're learning a new family, you know, new people, new surroundings, and they're very little of their own. And so to have that, that chest, that, you know, that dresser where they can put their things and just feel in control of that is so empowering. So much so Nate says, okay, I know I got this full-time job as a teacher, but my dream is to one day do this, nothing but this, full-time. Rob and Liz, his morning crew. In a world of giraffes, elephants, zebras, and snakes, it's Monkey 911. I'm all in. What? What is happening? So there's a California Zoo. 911 was called, and then they hung up. I mean, it was like disconnected, so the dispatcher calls the number back. Nobody picks it up. They send the police out to the California Zoo. They're like, what is going on? <gasps> Turns out a monkey got a hold of a phone in a golf cart that one of the zookeepers has, picked it up, and somehow dialed 911. <laughs> wait, wait, okay, he got the, the phone and the golf cart? No, not the golf, no, the monkey was oh, not yeah. driving around the <laughs> golf cart. You got the phone out of the golf cart. Okay. <laughs> now, because that's a movie right there. Rob and Liz, his morning crew. It's not even 2023 yet. They're talking about Girl Scout cookies. That's like at the beginning of the year, isn't it? It's Rob and Liz, his radio. So they've got a unveiling of a new Girl Scout cookie. Yeah, they I do. Know, I don't know about the taste. I mean, it's Raspberry Rally. Yeah, well, raspberry and chocolate goes together very well. And I think that's kind of what it is. It almost looks like a thin mint, which I do not like at all. I don't like the thin mints. Wait, sorry. what? That's no. the classic. That's the that's the big O, the original. Girl Scout cookie, and I get that. So but I'm thinking this, if it's kind of made like the thin mint, that it, it might be worth a taste because I love raspberry. Really? Yeah. You like okay. raspberries? I, I never thought of it as a cookie. I eat it as a fruit. Well, so I don't know exactly if it's like a cream or a gel or what they have inside of it to make it taste raspberry. As long as it tastes like real fruit, I'm all in. But yeah, you're right. Girl Scout cookies don't even go on sale. I don't even think we can order them till the beginning of the year. Yeah. So they're just kind of teasing everybody. Rob and Liz, his morning crew. Just out of curiosity, what's the longest you've ever had your hair? How long do you let it grow? It's Robin Liz, his radio. Yeah, mine right now goes to probably middle of my back, I would say. Yeah, she does and have long hair. I do have long hair, and it's a lot of upkeep, and I can't ever complain ever again because Asha, Asha is 60, and Asha just won the award for having the longest hair, I guess, in the world. Okay, now this started a while back. She she broke her record in 2009. Her hair was 19 feet, six and a half inches long. Oh, wow. I was thinking it would just went to the floor, but that's a lot longer than just going to the floor. A lot longer. But guess what? She's been growing it since 2009. Okay. <laughs> Even longer. She says she has no plans to stop. Okay, hold on, because you're just you're going to get like whiplash from this. 110 feet long what? is her hair. 110 feet long. 100, I'm trying to picture how long 110 feet is. My son is 6'3", six, 6'4", six, so that would be 18 of him, right? If my math is correct, 
uh, or you know, like head to toe, like over and over and over, eighteen times. That's I don't even, a lot of hair. I I don't even understand it. But she says she wraps it up like um and and just like this scarf type thing, and so she never lets it just hang down. So then I think, what's the point, right? Then I think, because there's so many questions, I have all the things in my head. How do you wash hair? How do you go out in public? How do you go in public? Well, it's in this little basket that she puts it in, I guess, on her head. In a basket and just puts it like in a shopping cart and walks around. I'm really trying to visualize her getting around in life with all of this hair and wrapping it up in a, what did you say, a scarf kind of thing? Kind of like a scarf, a thing. She puts it in. She washes her hair once a week, which I think is wild because that seems fairly often for that much hair. Six bottles of shampoo. Six wow. bottles of shampoo. Is there like a reason that she did this? Is it because, you know, honor of a loved one or husband or, I mean, well, why? She, she said it kind of feels like her crown. Um, she feels like there's never going to be a time where she wants to cut her hair. Okay. I, the headaches. Like if I put on a hairband that is too tight, I have the worst headache. I, I like my brain cannot wrap around this at all, but she's got the world record. So there you go. Robin Liz, his morning crew, Peggy. She goes by Peg is one busy lady. It's Robin Liz, his radio. So Peg had 11 children and they all grew up and got out of the house and they started having their own kids. So Peg's a grandma, grandma of one, two, three, eventually 56 grandchildren she grew a little bit older she's 99 and still kicking strong because now she has to help take care of 100 great h grand children i'm tired i know (laughs) i'm tired just hearing about it oh i mean first of all 11 kids 11 kids i can't remember i have three i can't remember their names half the time (laughs) i can't imagine 11 um yeah so Kohler, I think is his name, um, is her latest grandchild. He was just born. Now, Peg is about to turn 100 years old. So she's going to be 100 coming up like October, November. And she has 100 great-grandkids. This is wild. Can you imagine her trying to read all those Christmas cards? If she got one from every great-grandchildren, the 56 grandchildren, and the 11 children plus their spouses. And tuck in a $5 bill in each of those cards. Whoa, Peg. Robin Liz. His morning crew. Yeah, here's this one dad and his daughter. And his daughter, he's got to get her to school, right? So he's like, go on and get out in the car. I'm right behind you. And she's she's like, uh, Dad, we really can't go anywhere. Well, why? Well, there's an alligator uh, on the front step. <gasps> an alligator on the front step. And so here's what he does. He's like, we're going to be late. This is the first day of school. He remembers what the alligator hunter did. Uh, alligator hunter, the uh, crocodile hunter did. Yeah. And he would like cover its eyes. So he quickly went and got a towel, threw it on top of the alligator to cover its eyes, and then they scooted around him real quick. And then off to school they went. He's thinking by the time he comes home, that alligator would have been irritated and gone. No, the alligator stuck around for a while. <laughs> he yeah. wanted revenge. Yes. <laughs> 
So Ooh. what does this guy do? Turn all Steve Irwin on the guy, on the alligator and then covers its eyes again. He has got a 19-year-old daughter that's not in school that's still at home. And he's like, sweetheart, get the duct tape. And so she got the duct tape. And then they duct tape the, the mouth closed and then shove it into a pickup truck and take it out into, you know, a nice lake far, far away <laughs> and relocated the alligator and let it go and then... Went back home. These people are fearless. I, I mean, yeah. I've, I've seen people wrangle snakes and things on television. Doesn't mean I want to do it myself. No, well, they did. Robin Liz, his morning crew. Pizza, okay. Pizza, toaster. Pizza, toaster. That's Robin Liz, his radio. I, I'm scrolling social media and I see someone say. Apparently, you can reheat pizza by turning your toaster on its side and then sliding the pizza in. Come on. You're going to get pizza cheese all over your toaster. See, I don't I, care if, even if you put it on your side because, listen, you gotta you got to pull the lever down, right? Right. When you Even if it's on its side, you still got to move that lever, which moves the things to, you know, keep the toast or bread in place. So if you're doing that with your pizza... It's going to get cheese all over your toaster with yeah. at least the top thing that gets over it. That's no. Unless you so. want cheese on your toast, <laughs> and then you're good. I think it's dangerous, too, because if the cheese then drips down in the little crevices, like you can clean your oven if your cheese drips down into the bottom of the oven. You can't really get into a toaster too well unless here's, you take it apart. Here's one thing I heard about reheating pizza in your microwave. Put a cup of water in there and oh. just hit it for one minute and your pizza won't be soggy. I had a friend, Pedro, tell me the reason why that was good to do that. I can't remember why, but I've done it and it works. No, I got to put it in the oven about 475. When it's about to start smoking because it's burnt, it's perfect. We're talking about reheating. I know. That's what I'm saying. You reheat your pizza doing that? Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Liz, Liz, you're missing never... out on life. Use the, <laughs> use the microwave. Ugh, no.